embarrassing. Yes, I can imagine it is embarrassing being you. Did you hear that one? Oh. Can I hear? Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. So let's let's start over again, how we how about that? You don't like that idea, Lala? No? Oh, okay. Well, just, just a little review. How's that? Uh, the, the main text I'm looking at is chapter 1, verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the, even the forgiveness of sins. Uh, now, uh, the atonement... Uh, basically, it's a covering. I, I just love that illustration of the linen tablecloth that that Danny had up there. Nice, nice, bright linen tablecloth, and then there's a, a a red wine stain in it. And then somebody puts a napkin, a linen napkin, on it, and they'll leave it there during the while everybody's eating and so forth. But then once everybody's gone, they'll take that linen uh, uh, tablecloth and throw it in the wash and wash out the stain. Now, all those bulls and goats, all they did was cover that stain, like the napkin. But once the Lord Jesus came along, now that tablecloth is getting washed. And there's now no stains on it. We have redemption through his blood. Because the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood as a sacrifice for our sins, he suffered our hell for us. Because he did that, our, our, we look as white as snow. Uh, see, what is it... Uh, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I think it's Isaiah. Is that chapter 1? Somewhere in the early part of Isaiah. And that's the most wonderful, wonderful news. Because our sins truly are gone. We have redemption through his blood. And, and there's nothing we have to worry about. Nothing we can... Uh, do to to make God to to get God on our side. It's already been done, and according to the scriptures, well, it was done before the creation of the world. Before the, the foundation of the world is what the scriptures say. So, wow, I was chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. The Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Wow. So that's that is just so awesome and then, wow just, but we have redemption through his blood because of what he has done for us <clears throat> and let's see okay the, in all the old testament it talks about we have redemption through the atonement well like i said that's just covering but everything was had to have the blood applied I mean, even even the people, it sprinkled blood out on the people. Uh, uh, the, all the 
stuff in the the uh, tabernacle had to be had to have blood splattered <laughs> on it and so forth. All indicating that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses everything. And unfortunately, it doesn't cleanse everyone. Only his chosen people, his elect, the uh, ones who are predestinated. And those he predestinated, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. So all that through what Jesus Christ did. All his people are redeemed through his shed blood. Everybody that will not come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, they will not be recipients of that covering. And God knows who they are. In fact, if God didn't choose me, I wouldn't be one of them. But because God chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world, and that's, that's hard for me to get my mind around, is he knew me back then. I mean, of all the people throughout history who've gone and uh, died in wars and so forth, and then here, here's a child born here, and then here's some child children born here and so forth, going on down through the line. And, and, and it's amazing that God knew my parents, who they were, and he knew I was going to be born. And he knew I was going to be born again. In fact, he planned that one. The Holy Spirit had to directly affect me to get me born again. But God knows all this stuff. Wow, it's so amazing. But anyway, <clears throat> so we have, we everything in the Old Testament was, was handled by the blood. It had to have the blood applied. Uh, then uh, it starts talking about, in the New Testament, it talks about the atonement we have from Jesus' blood. And uh, <clears throat> see, I think we covered that. So is this where we are? Okay, yeah, okay, everybody says yeah, okay. Okay, atonement made once by Jesus' blood. How many times did he have to die? Once. The, 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 the bulls and goats, they were constantly being sacrificed 24 hours a day. Those priests had to work. There was no chair in the tabernacle for them to sit down and take a break. They were constantly offering sacrifices, covering up the sin of the people. They're constantly covering it up. Constantly, constantly. That would only cover one sin, right? Whatever is being confessed at that time, yeah. Now, say, for instance, the... Uh, uh, I just... There's a goat... Oh. There's a goat they offer once a year... I can't, I, there's a, there's a term for that goat, the scapegoat, the scapegoat. Okay. That's done once a year and all the sins of the people are put on the head of that goat and then sent out into the wilderness to survive on its own. And, uh, I suppose when, when somebody's out there, oh, Hey, there's a goat. I can pick up that goat. 
and then they there, there may be some kind of a marking on them. Oh, he's the scapegoat. Woo, stay away from that one. Uh-uh. I want all those sins to get off on me. <laughs> but uh, so that was covering all the sins of the people over the year that weren't confessed. Now, in Jesus Christ, all our sins are covered by the Lord Jesus or washed away by the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, even though we don't confess them, they are already forgiven because he washed all our sins away. From when I got saved, I didn't know it, but my sins were already forgiven. Why? Because I was in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world. So when I came to Jesus Christ, that's when it applied to me and all my sins, all my future sins, well, when Jesus Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago, all my sins were future. But when I got saved, then it was applied to me and so all my sins were gone. You have to come to a point of, of realizing you're a sinner, you deserve hell and God is just throwing you in hell because of you have violated his law. And once we do that, then we can understand about Jesus Christ. We need the Savior and we invite him into our lives and surrender ourselves to him. And suddenly all those sins, poof, they're gone. Even, even the sins I'll commit tomorrow. I don't want to. I mean, it's Thanksgiving Day. I should be thankful and and being, you know, showing gratitude and thanks to God. But will I? No, life keeps me down, you know, and, and things. And and there's a little kid running around in our house, and that'll that'll get you down pretty quick too. <laughs> uh, but still. All my sins have been forgiven. Why? Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. He paid the penalty for all my sins 2,000 years ago. So the sins I commit tomorrow and next week and next month, they're all taken care of by Jesus Christ. So, I mean, wow. It, this, is, this is a great deal. But he only had to do it once. <clears throat> uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 7 Verse 27, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. When Jesus Christ offered up himself, he didn't have to have two sacrifices. The high priest has to offer a sacrifice for himself and then he can offer up a sacrifice for the people. Jesus Christ didn't have that problem. He only offered up a sacrifice for the people, and that was he himself. He was the lamb without spot, without blemish. He was a sinless lamb of God. He was the only one who could die for the sins of the people. And because he was also God, he could die for the sins of all people. If he were only a human being, 
he could die for my sins and the rest of y'all, sorry about that. You're, you're all going to have to go to hell because he only died for my sins. But because he was God, we can all get in because he was God and he could pay the penalty for all of the sins of his people. But he did this once, only once. And it lasts throughout eternity. He paid for all the sins of all his people. And so, even though, according to Ray, he's a, he's a bit of a rascal in the past, uh, God paid for all his sins at Calvary. They were washed away at Calvary. So even though he was a rascal, he's not anymore. Well, I mean, he slips once in a while. I, I do too, maybe, possibly. <clears throat> but God washed away all his sins. So, yeah, he only it only needed to be done once, only once. Now, according to the Catholics, uh, they have a... a tendency to, there's something called mass. Everybody, you, you ever heard of mass, right? In the Catholic Church? Well, mass is the re-crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So the Catholics used to say, well, yeah, there's, 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 the mass is being celebrated throughout the world, so all your sins can be taken care of through the Catholic Church, because they're, they're constantly uh, performing the mass all around the world, so everybody's sins can be taken care of because they're constantly offering up Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. Isn't that wonderful? So the priest gets up there and he goes through his little ritual and he is taking the place of Jesus Christ dying for your sins. Isn't that wonderful? No. Jesus Christ died only once and that was all that was needed. In fact, in the book of Hebrews it says uh, if we if we lose our salvation and try and get saved again, then we have to get saved again. And that means we have to trample on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ from the first time he died for all my sins. No, that ain't going to happen. Jesus Christ died once and he died for all the people of, for all the sins of all of his people, a hundred percent. He suffered the penalty for all our sins once. And because he did that once, we are all forgiven. Now, if we want to have good fellowship with him, we really need to confess our sins. Uh, and that just doesn't mean, you know, oh, okay, I did that, and I did that. No. When it says confess, it's the Greek word is homo legeo, or say the same thing. We should say the same thing about our sins that God says about our sins. You know, I... I really ran Ray down that day, and boy, that was, that was terrible. I need to, I need to go to him and and and, and apologize. And uh, what? Did somebody make a comment? Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, so okay, so and and Lord, tearing down one of your children is a terrible thing, and you take it personally. So forgive me for running down Ray that that one day. Well, I, that was terrible what I did, boy. But you know that's. We're, we need to see our sins the way God sees our sins. And if I'm running Ray down, we'll see, anything I say against Ray, 
the Lord Jesus Christ takes it personal. I'm running him down, and the Lord Jesus Christ says I'm running him down too. So don't don't go running down a fellow Christian because the Lord Jesus takes that personal, and you don't want to do that. So we need to confess or agree with God concerning our sins. See our sins the way God sees our sins. And then you restore your fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, then Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained, obtained eternal redemption for us. He entered in once. That's all he needed. He, we don't need a constant, constant, constant sacrificing of the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive our sins. He did it once for all. One time, he did it all. He paid all the penalty for all my sins. One time. He doesn't, we, I mean, to think of a, a second having his come and do another sacrifice, that is not going to happen. If his sacrifice didn't do the job, Noah and nobody else can help us either. So either he did it once and that was good enough or nobody's going to heaven. That's just a plain, simple fact. So he entered in once. That was all that was needed. He sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat and he paid the penalty for all our sins. Uh, further down in chapter 9, verses 24 through 28. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, uh, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he would offer himself often, as a high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others, he didn't have to keep doing that. He entered in once, not continuously, every year going in. Here's the blood, here's, here's the atonement for the blood of the people. Uh, here's the atonement, atoning blood for the sins of the people. Every year, every year, every year. There's a constant reminder every year, every year that we're sinners and we have sinned. Every year, every year. But the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. The Lord Jesus would be constantly having to be sacrificing himself. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after that this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto redemption. He's coming back the second time, and he's not going to be dying for sin. He's not going to become a, a sacrifice for sin. He's coming back to to take his people and get rid of the the uh, what the, the lost people basically, and eventually we will have Jesus Christ ruling and reigning on earth 
over a totally redeemed people. There will not be any sinners in uh, the new heaven and new earth. They will all be being, they will all continuously being tormented in the, the lake of fire. And there will not be any sin running around in the new Jerusalem. Could you imagine if somebody today got in the whole, whole got into the new uh, the city of New Jerusalem? Man, they'd be getting jackhammers and trying to break up the walls and 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 dig up the the paving stones. Boy, they they boy they they they'd be getting rich. Except, uh, why would you want to try and sell a paving stone? You know what I mean? I mean nobody's going to buy it from you. And they're, well, what are you doing with that? You know, you need to put it back where it belongs. There'd be no no uh, market for it. Now, if he could go to New Jerusalem and then come back to old heaven and earth, boy, he could make a real mint. Boy, uh, lots of money. I mean, paving stones of pure crystal and gold. Whew, that'd be something else. But ain't going to happen. There won't be any sinners trying to pry up paving stones and sell them. Because it'll only be the, law, the the saved people there. And everybody there will be interested in serving God to their whole heart, with their whole heart. I mean, there's not going to be a problem like that. That's part of our uh, heavenly trust fund. Walking on the, the, the streets that are made with crystal and gold. Uh, pure gold, clear as glass. Uh, anyway, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 through 14. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all, once for all, not continuously, not, not happening throughout the world all the time. Nope, just once for all. Uh, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. It only covers it. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Why did he sit down? The job is done. He's completed it. He has made all the sacrifices he needs to make for the people. One sacrifice, all he needed. And he took care of all the sins of all the people. From henceforth expecting till his enemies, his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How, 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 how long am I sanctified? According to this, it's forever. So does that mean I can lose my salvation? Not if I'm, if I'm sanctified forever, I can't. If I'm sanctified forever, like it says here in the scriptures, I can't lose my salvation. I, I'm sanctified. I'm set apart for God's use forever. I'm his forever. I can never lose my salvation forever. Why? I belong to him. Jesus Christ paid the price for my sins. He owns me forever. And thankfully, one day I'll shed this body of sin and be totally sinless 
like the Lord Jesus Christ, and I, well, of course, I'll have his righteousness, and I will be totally devoted to serving him. Once forever, he sacrificed, and I am sanctified forever because of what Jesus Christ did for me. Then in 1 Peter 3.18, it says, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. God the Holy Spirit resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, uh, the body of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ was God in a human body. He was God and man. And how that happened, I, I God knows how he did it, but he was God and man. He was in the similitude, he looked like a human being, yet he was without sin. And he was also God himself. And when he died on that cross, he took all the sins of all his people on his body on the tree. And he suffered all the sins of eternity all at that one point in time. And now uh, my sins are washed away, gone, because he took care of that by one sacrifice. He once suffered for sins, once only, not millions of times, not continuously throughout the world, one time 2,000 years ago, and that sealed the deal throughout eternity. So my sins are paid for, by, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ once for all. So I don't have to worry about that ever again. So some people, they can worry about, oh, am I saved? Am I saved? In Jesus Christ, we are taken care of. He died for our sins once for all. <clears throat> Redemption made once by Jesus' blood. Okay, now this one's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, didn't have enough space to put all the verses, so let's get into it. Okay, John one twenty nine. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, what, wor what world is he talking about? Is he talking about he took away the sins of every human being? No. There are some people who are sheep. There are some who are goats. The goats will never have their sins taken away. The goats will be with their sins throughout eternity. They will have to pay for their sins throughout eternity. The sheep, some of them, we all start out as lost sheep. Then we became saved. And now... We are saved sheep, and we, uh, we throughout all the world, the sheep throughout all the world, he died for them. Not for the goats, but for the sheep throughout the whole world. Not just Jews, but us nasty, old, filthy, vile Gentiles too. Woohoo! I've got it. I'm a nasty, old, grubby, filthy, vile. Uh, 
hated Gentile, but I've got redemption through Jesus Christ, so I'm okay. Uh, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. In Isaiah 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Where did my iniquities, my sins all go? On Jesus Christ. They were put to his account on the cross. He took all my sins upon his own body. He became sin for me so that I could receive his righteousness. So all we like sheep have gone astray. And yeah, we, we, we do that. We started out that way. We come forth from the womb speaking lies, the scripture says. And because we've gone astray, uh, we've turned everyone to his own way. I'm going to do my own thing. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And because he laid on him the iniquity of us all, by him taking care of it, the penalty for my sins, I am free from that penalty. I am redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. I have eternal life through Jesus Christ. I belong to God. Zechariah 13.6 And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 49, it talks about uh, uh, that we are, our sins put the wounds in his hand. Oh, let me go. I, I, that's such a good passage. I got to go to that one. <clears throat> Isaiah 49, uh, oh yeah, verse 16. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Uh, thy walls are continually before me. I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. He, when, when he, that, those nails went into his wrist, that was my name being graven into the palms of his hands. And, and here in Zechariah 13, 6, uh, he said, he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. He was among the Jews. He was among his chosen people. And yet he received those wounds. The wounds not only for the Jews, but for me also. Moving into the New Testament, uh, Matthew 26, 27. And he took the cup, talking about the Lord's Supper, and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. He's saying, This represents my blood. And we are supposed to commemorate his shed blood for us. His body is broken for us, and his blood was shed for us so that we could have redemption. And his blood, that cup, is symbolizing his blood that was shed for us. We have 
redemption through his blood. We are redeemed through his blood. We have eternal life through his blood. We have a heavenly trust fund through his blood. Uh, in Luke 22 says pretty much the same thing. Likewise, also the cup after, sup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. His blood was shed for us to give us that heavenly trust fund. His blood was shed for us that we can have eternal life, that we can receive his righteousness. In Luke 20, verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock, and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. He has redeemed with his own blood. Redeemed is like is being bought from the slave market. We were purchased with his own blood. This is the same concept. We are redeemed by his blood because he has redeemed us by his blood. He has purchased us with his blood. We belong to him. We should live as though we belong to him. In actual point of fact, we do belong to him. We may not recognize it. We may act like, oh, no, that doesn't apply to me. No, 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 no. We may think we can do our own thing, but God's will will be done. And wouldn't it be nice if we did it uh, willingly instead of like the, like, like the toddler? No, no, I want to go this way. I want to go this way. No, wouldn't it be nice if we were walking side by side? Can two, can two walk together except they be agreed? Yeah, that's the only way we can walk together. We have to see him for who he is, see him for what he has done for us, see him because of all that we owe to him, and we should walk peaceably with him, not, no, 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 I want to go this way, I want to go this way, like a little toddler. So, yeah, it's, it's, we were redeemed by him. We should act like we are redeemed by him. That we have a new nature in us. We should act like we're different people. Israel, the whole reason for them being God's chosen people, and he gave them laws so that they could be different from all everybody else in the world, and they could see, why do you do these strange things? Because we have been saved by God. God is with us and God is directing us and God has, is blessing us. That's why we do these things this way because of God. He's given us these rules and laws, these precepts and judgments and all these principles. And as we seek to please him, we live a different life than everybody, all these Gentiles. We as Christians, we are supposed to be different, just like the Jews were supposed to be different. But they were too into what everybody else is doing, you know what I mean? So they they just messed up big time, sorry. And, uh, of course, they didn't have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. But one day they will. And, and there is a remnant. There's a few Jews getting saved now and then. And God deals with them according to their faith. Anyway, uh, 
So, but God has purchased us. We're supposed to be different than everybody else. Uh, Romans chapter three. <clears throat> oh, that's oh, that's the next one. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we are. Yeah, there, there we are. Uh, Romans chapter three, verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What? The redemption that is in Christ. He, our, we have been purchased from the slave market by Jesus Christ, uh, whom God has set forth to be the, a propitiation, satisfaction, uh, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. I'm a, a sinner saved by grace. And why do I say I'm saved? And, and, and here I'm a, still a sinner, and I do things that are sometimes not pleasing to the Lord. And uh, wh why can I claim that I'm, a, 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 I'm saved? Because God has justified me. Because God has done this through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he has done that, God can be just by forgiving my sins. Why? The penalty has been paid in full. And so he's, he's just in also he's the justifier of me. He justified me by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And he is just by accepting me as having my sins paid for. So now I can receive the righteousness of Christ because my sins are gone. They have been washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are gone. They're not here anymore. So, yes, he is just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. By faith, I have seen my Redeemer, my Savior, Jesus Christ. I have accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Because I've done that, therefore, I am one of those. I am the, I'm the, I've been justified by him, by faith in Jesus. Then skip down to Romans chapter 5, for, starting verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commandeth, he demonstrated outright his love for toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet his enemies, Christ died for us. We were his enemies. We were in sin and we were uh, his enemies. We were at enmity with God. And yet Christ died for us. And in doing so, the Holy Spirit gives us a new heart, a, a new way of thinking, a new way of looking at life. God has given us, a new, made us a new creation in Christ Jesus. He has given us eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we have this in Christ because Christ died for us while we were even his enemies. Much more than being now justified by his blood, 
that were redeemed by his blood as well, or purchased by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, through Jesus Christ. I am safe from the wrath of God, which he's going to pour out on the lost sinners, especially during the tribulation period, but and then throughout eternity in hell. I am saved from wrath because of what Jesus Christ did. <clears throat> For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement. My sins are covered up by Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I have all this in what Jesus Christ did. Wow, that is so amazing. All this I have, because he shed his blood for me. Wow, still got a ways to go. This is, okay, 6 through 11. Okay, well, well, we still got a ways to go. Hmm. Oh, that's, oh, so I got, I got two more pages of these things. Uh, let's say we take a break and uh, 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 we'll, we'll continue this in two weeks, okay? Okay, let, let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way we can come to you, thank you that he shed his blood to give us access to your throne of grace. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have been purchased by his blood. We have been bought out from the slave market. We have been redeemed by his blood. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that he willingly laid down his life for us. And as the scriptures say, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And he considers us his joy. Heavenly Father, Help us to bring joy to you through how we behave ourselves on this life. Help us to be thankful and grateful to you because of all that we have in Jesus Christ. Tomorrow we, we celebrate Thanksgiving Day. Help us to be very much aware of all, the, <clears throat> excuse me, all that we have through what Jesus Christ did for us. Help us to be grateful to you, again, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would be with us as we go from here, bring us back to the next appointed time, and I pray that all that we say and do will bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask these things in his name. Amen. I'm going to hit your button here, Ray.